Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor, and with me we have just one of the Lost Legends. Hi, I'm Kelly. I play Merida. You have uh, left from your a little outing with Tony Darkomancy, and the day is yours to do with what you will in getting ready for the upcoming heist against the Lord Mistborn. So... Uh, as you go and you, uh, for the first time in a while, head back to your home residence instead of staying with Tony, uh, you get back home and you see a note on the door. I approach it and pick it up and begin to read. Merida, I think you're about the only one on that crew that the rest of these bozos will even listen to. Let's meet up, figure out what it is we're gonna do for our big plan. Sneak. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> She's gonna fold up the letter and slip it into her notebook and head off towards Snee. Okay. Uh, you get there without any trouble. Um, nothing really much going on in the city at the moment. Um, the town crier's been pretty silent since uh, the last thing that he announced. However, uh, once you get there, you notice that it is uh, a little bit crowded as the uh, rest of the crew that you guys stole the bead of atium from is kind of shuffling back and forth inside this tiny little ramshackle tent. She's just kind of going to ignore them and push her way through to try to find Snee. Okay. Uh, as soon as you open the tent flap, um, Snee is actually going to look up and wave at you, and there's like there's enough room that you don't have to push them out of the way to get forward, but they're also not going to make space for you just because they're you know not on the greatest terms with you to begin with. But thankfully, Sneeze kind of sees you right away and says, Merida, you arrived right on time. Oh, man, I didn't to think I didn't think I could count on you. Hey, Snee, very sorry about that. You know, my brain just kind of get twisted. Kind of, kind of bad for an informant, but I'm working better on it. Well, as long as you acknowledge your demons. Besides, you got me that pretty little lot, Rock. Got me into this whole shindig. I'd say we're even. Great. So uh, at the word, at the words, uh, say we're even. Uh, Glim is going, which is the um, I don't remember exactly how I described him, but he's a little scrawnier than the other three uh, from the other crew, and he's just gonna like kind of growl and spit onto the ground. She's gonna tactfully ignore that and focus directly on Snee. She's like, great, glad that's that's settled. What did you need me for? You left a pretty interesting note on my door. Well, it's not every day that somebody's asked to steal from the Lord Mistborn. I figured that we should at the very least have a conversation between the two groups. Figure out what our strengths are, what it is that we might want to do, what strategies we might be considering to going with. Well, considering my group, some of us are more well endowed in the strength area, and then there's some, not ashamed to say it, me, who aren't that well endowed. And I think the best way is to go by stealth. We couldn't agree more, the lady says. And this is the lady that you remember seeing at uh, Alloys, Lady uh, Fant uh, Fatine. But she was not at the hideout originally when you guys went and uh, stole the ATM from them. That is uh, why we tend to work more with the blackmail and bribe strategy. It's 
pretty good strategy. I don't think I've seen you before. May I ask who you are? Oh, I'm sure you remember me from our little meeting with the big boss. I am Lady Fatine, the aforementioned muscle of this group. Ah. And uh, well. as she takes your hand, um, she gives it like a, a squeeze where it's like just on the edge of painful. Were, but, you know, she, you can tell that she's putting emphasis to her words. I'm just going to give a big laugh and try to squeeze her hand back. It's vastly under her, like, the lady's own strength, but still, she's going to try to give it back. Okay, do you want to make this contest then? Oh, no, Merida knows she's outwitted, but she's going to be like, you know what? I, I, think, I, I also think have some gonna strength. Wanna, if you're going to try and contest this, you're going to have to roll for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I got two fours. Oh, you were close. You were uh, so close. And uh, she, she, her eyebrows do raise up a little bit, but um, as you squeeze harder, like she keeps going harder and harder until like you have nothing left to squeeze into the handshake, and you do realize that yes, you cannot outmatch her, and in fact, she even looks like she had a, a little more in the tank to spare. <laughs> Meredith's just gonna keep laughing and let go, and turn back to Snee. So, Meredith, care to give any ideas on what your group brings to the table here? If we're going with a stealth mission, I'm not quite sure how well most of your group is to accomplish that. Yeah, they seem to be on the blunt side, but they have their own strengths. Tony, as you know, is a little dim, but he's great at distractions. Tony he's couldn't help- sneak his way into a pitch black room. I didn't say sneak. I said distraction. He doesn't have to come with us. He just has to draw attention. Okay, I kind of like where you're going with this. And then Tajmil, the little kleptomaniac. He is very good at sneaking. His whole life is basically to steal. He'll definitely be able to help on that end. Alright, Glim uh, is just going to stand up. and He's going to look at the other three members of his group. I don't know how you can just sit here and listen to her talk about stealing and being even in any of this, but I'm not going to stand here and take it. You tell me what it is I have to do and I'll do it, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to be in the same room as any of these people. And he's going to storm out the uh, out the front of the tent and uh, down the street. And I think Liv well, is going to get up and go after him. Mira's going to, like, shift her feet in an awkward shuffle and, like, roll her shoulders back. Well, I guess you can't please them all. We'll just try our hard to work together. Yes, I'm... Sure, something can be arranged, but I just want to put this out there. What would have ha- what happened that night would not have happened had I been there, and I will not let you do the same thing to us again. Are we clear? Meta like raises her hands in like a placating gesture and it's like, Listen, I'm not the stealing type. I just like information. You're going to have to talk to Tajmil. He's a little kleptomaniac. I don't even like him. Hmm. 
From my understanding, it was your whole group that was involved in stealing our ATM. Yeah, that's valid. I'll just let you know. I won't steal from you again. And she's going to give a curt nod and then uh, look over at um, Taman and kind of raise an eyebrow. He's going to shrug back. So, what 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 do we want to do? What's the plan? Do we wait for an event when there's going to be more people in there? Or are we just going in on any random day of the week? I say we should do some scouting out first. See if we can find any pattern or any kind of, like, back doors. Just try to see to plan our get in and get out. Hmm. Like some sort of, I don't know, guard patrol schedule for the whole manor? Eh, Merida? That sure would be useful to have right now, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. That, that would. Well, guess we'll just have to do it the old-fashioned way. Yep. Sure will. Okay, so are you kind of ending the scene here and then going about your own business? Or are you going to want to discuss anything further with them? Uh, I, you cut out. What were you saying? Uh, are you going to want to uh, continue like planning anything out with them? Or are you just kind of ending the scene there and then going to do your own reconnaissance or giving them... like So basically, the way this works right now is like you can basically give orders to any of them and give them a task, and they'll go and try to get it done according to their uh, attributes. So imagine ah. imagine that we're doing like a prep like we did in one of the earlier episodes, where we okay. uh, decided each a task, except you are in charge of everybody. You have been made the unofficial leader of the two-group combination. Okay. So she's going to like straighten her back and like try to get on a commanding... Aura, and she'd be like, okay, who here is the best at sneaking and reconnaissance other than you, Snee? And uh, Lady Fatine will raise her hand. Anything that's physical, I'm your woman. And it, like, raises her eyebrow a little. And it's like, aren't brawn people not that good at reconnaissance? You asked. I gave you the answer. I don't have to explain myself beyond that. Mary gives a quick nod, like, okay, sure. So I think all us three should do our best to look around, maybe see if we can sneak into the manor, and maybe have some people, maybe the other group, try and come talk to the guards, maybe make up a scenario where they need help to lure them away so we can sneak around. Taman, he is our smoker. We will want him along if we are doing any sort of reconnaissance of the area. I'd hate to not be able to take my advantages where I can. Good plan. Alright, he'll come with us. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure I'm the guy, kind of guy to climb up a tree and look over a... That's, that's, that's something for the grunts. Let them handle that. I'm a, I'm a little more high-grade high power personnel than that, Merida. Alright, well then why don't you get in line with the other informants and find out what you can. What kind of information do you want me to find out? Anything you can about Lord Spook or what goes on in the matter. Any kind of weaknesses we can exploit. Okay, maybe some personnel research. Figure out who it is we're supposed to bribe. Yeah, like that. You got it, Merida. Sweet. So that just leaves Glim and Liv. 
What will their jobs be? Well, you said the smoker was going to come with us to cover it. We still need the distraction, maybe. That's Taman. Taman is okay. the one who's still here with us. He's our smoker. Liv is a Tinai, but we've already got you along with that, so... Glim, Glim is our sweet talker. He doesn't really seem like that when he's angry, but he's got a tongue made of silver. Oh, maybe he could convince some guards to come with him to find something or something other. Some guards for the Lord Mistborn, or are you talking about hiring muscle from outside? Either or, whatever he thinks would work best. Listen, you're in charge here. I wouldn't trust him to make the plans if my life depended on it. <laughs> yeah, I have someone in my group, too. All right. Why doesn't he try to get some of the Lord Mistborn guards to come away with him? Very well. I'll have him work with Tessie to figure out who it is we can bribe. Sounds good. What time are we meeting to do the scouting? I'd say sometime around dawn or dusk. We don't want to be in the middle of the day, because we can be easily seen. But we don't want to do it at night, because there are more vigilant that time. Very well. We'll meet here. And she points out a place on the map not too far from uh, Lord Mistborn's manor. Alright. Well, let's do this. Alright, and everybody's going to go break. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is roll to see how uh, Tessney and... Oh, that would still leave a job for Liv. So what would you want the Tinai to do on their team? I think she could be a good lookout from afar. See if anyone's coming up around our path. Okay. So she's going to... While you're going to be focusing on more scouting out the area, she's going to be focusing on making sure that you guys aren't seen. Yes. Okay, excellent. So let me do a uh, roll for Tessney's influence. Okay. Ooh, Tessney, high roller, baby. Pair of fours. And so he is able to pinpoint a couple of people who are running a little short on money, a little bit desperate. You know, maybe they've got a new child in the house, or maybe they've had a run-in with a nastier parts of town and got into a loan that they couldn't pay, but people who were uh, looking looking for some extra cash revenue. And then we will give uh, Glim his charm roll to see if he is able to talk them into taking a bribe. Yep, pair of fours and a nudge. And so um, we're going to go ahead and take that out of your resources. Okay. Merida. So go ahead and go to negative one spins instead of negative two. Alright. But um, with those two working together, you have successfully put a plant inside of the Lord Mistborn's manor that you guys can use at a later date. Sweet. Let me add that to my thing. Alright, so the day passes, and dusk comes along. The last uh, vestiges of the daylight uh, fading into the mirage of colors on the horizon and you meet at the appointed place, and the first thing you notice is that it's one of the only trees left standing on the street, but it's actually absolutely massive and seems to have a good angle to look over the top of the uh, walls surrounding the Lord Mistborn's mansion. And uh, Lady Fatine and Taman are both uh, sitting there at the base of the tree, uh, looking very nonchalant. So Merida's going to walk up to them 
and kind of look up to the tree. Any chance either what's what's the Tenai's name? Liv? Uh Taman. The Tenai? Oh the Ten yeah, the Tenai's Liv. Okay. Any chance Liv and I could possibly get up here to see uh like above the walls? Already beat you here, love. You hear and uh Liv is kinda like waving from above. And Lady Fatine gives a little smile. Yes, I uh, had the very same idea in mind when I picked this place out to meet. And it gives a big smirk. And she's like, you know, I'm starting to like you. You know, if you hadn't robbed the most valuable metal in the universe from my team, I might have liked you too. That's fair. <laughs> um, and um, she's gonna, like, stretch just for a second. Um, especially in her legs, go do a couple squats up and down, and then um, crouch down and give a nod to Taman, uh, who will nod and just suddenly spring up into the air, up past the first branch where she lands on it gracefully, and the tree barely moves as she lands on that first big branch, wraps her legs around it, and swings down, extending a hand towards you. Going up... <laughs> Meta's just gonna just clap for a minute and then grab her hand. And she's going to uh, pull you up into the tree. And from uh, now let's uh, give you a physique roll plus one for climbing as high as Liv with the help of Lady Fatigue. Okay. Um, I got two fives and a nudge. Perfect. Uh, you, uh, really sure of your footing with the occasional, like, prop up on the back to give you a little momentum, you easily make it towards the top of this tree, and, uh, she tells, she places a hand on your lips, or a finger on your lips, and says, try not to talk too much, and don't burn any of your tin yet. We need to get Taman up here, too. And she starts to climb back down, but from your vantage point, you can see perfectly over the walls and even into some of the windows and onto all of the balconies surrounding the Lord Mistborn's manor. Merida's gonna, like, shift as far as she can across the branch that's stable and she can stay and just start, like, looking everywhere she can to find a possible route. Okay. Um, and are you burning tin? No. Okay. Uh, give me a regular wits roll. Um, I got two threes. So, um, you notice that the, uh, from what you, you actually pull out your old piece of paper from your copy of the guard patrols, and as you estimate the time and you look and see what the patrol should be, you do, are able to confirm that it is in fact different than what it should be as listed on the paper and that they have changed the guard patrol routes. Mayor's just gonna ignore that fact and wait for Taman to get back up here. Okay, uh, a couple minutes pass, and uh, Taman and Lady Fatine uh, climb up right next to you, and uh, Taman and Lady Fatine nod to each other again, and then she nods to you and nods to Liv, and Liv, like, kind of shields her eyes for just a second, and then as she adjusts, lets the um, lets her hand down and starts to peer closely at the manor. So Merida's gonna, like, sneak over to, um... Taman? Yeah. And just kind of give him a look that's like, like, are you, 
like, what is it? Smoking? Yeah, yeah. that kind of look. Yeah, he's throwing, and uh, he's going to nod back. He's uh, throwing up a copper cloud at the moment. All right. She's going to, like, walk on the bridge and settle down next to Liv and start burning. Ta- Taman pulls out a cigarette and lights it. <laughs> So Meredith's gonna settle down next to Liv and start burning tin and start looking again closer for, like, any possible routes or where the guards are lax. Um, what specifically, like, would you be looking for? Like, a, a break of a certain amount of time, uh, between when a patrol is coming down a certain part of the house? Or are you looking for windows that are left open? Like, what exactly would be your go-to for this? I think Merida would look for, like, shadowed windows or doorways, like, where there are no lights and where it would be hard for guards to see or, like, if there weren't guards near, like, a darkened entrance. Okay. Uh, give me a spirit roll. Oh. Neat. I haven't done that yet. Oh, two threes and two nudges. Okay, so you find three possible windows that you've noticed are in kind of secluded spots where the guard patrol kind of comes to the edge of the house and peeks, but doesn't directly walk down that area um, as they do some of their rounds. You know, come out into the house, go up to the gate, come back out, uh, and you figure out uh, what part of the wall would be easiest to climb if you were going to sneak in, not through the front gate. So, she's gonna wave to Lady Fantine, is it? Uh, Lady Fatine, F-A-T-I-N-E. F-E-T, okay. A-T. So she's gonna, like, wave to Lady Fantine to come close. Yeah, and she'll, she'll climb a little closer to you. And so she's gonna whisper to the lady and Liv and point out the, like, darkened area. So, I found this area where the guards don't seem to pay much attention, and it's dark, so we won't be able to easily be noticed. What do you think? I think it's worth checking into. And she's gonna start to descend the tree. Meta's gonna, like, watch her, and see what she does, like, what she grabs and stuff, and wait for her to reach the bottom. And wait for her to, like, do any signal whatsoever, and if she does do a signal, begin to climb down what she saw the lady do. Okay. Um, yeah, they they both kind of stay put up in the top of the trees. Lady Patine comes down, and you, uh, see her, once she gets to the bottom of the tree, you're able to watch as she surreptitiously looks left and right, and runs over across the street, and kind of sneaks up along the wall, getting over to the area where, um, you had pointed out that there were some vines growing up the side of this uh, brick fence, or the stone uh, stone fence, and um, quick as nothing, she is up the side of it. Let me move her spirit real quick. Um, and she gets over onto the other side, and she starts to uh, get a little closer to one of the windows that you said would be a good place to try and get into the house. But as she does that, you notice from the front of the house, um, the doors open, and a couple of guards start uh, 
hurrying out and heading around the side of the building towards where she's at. So, I think Merida is gonna, um, like, go- turn to Liv and Taman and give them a nudge and, like, give them a meaningful look before, like, doing a sharp whistle. Um, and you do the whistle and Liv immediately covers her ears and gives you a glare. And, uh, Taman kind of, uh, chuckles a little bit and shakes his head at you as if to say, like, don't, don't even worry about this. Um, give me just a moment. I'm going to roll her wits. I nudged Liv first, though. <laughs> still, still pretty loud noise for Tidai. <laughs> True. And, um, she doesn't notice them. But you, uh, as you peer a little closer, you do notice that she had pulled a mask from somewhere and had slid it on before she made it over the fence. And as she's getting up uh, really close to the window and is reaching up towards it, she looks over and sees the guards coming around the edge of the building. And she's going to try and run off and lose them very quickly. A lot of days. <laughs> uh, not a great result, though. But um, they keep up right on her tail. It seems like every time she gets to like a shadow or uh, gets to a point where she might be able to get out of the their line of sight, they just head straight to where she was going to trick them. And um, you can tell that one of the guys there isn't following her by sight, but you have to assume that he has been um, see he's a seeker and he's been following her alamancy. And so finally, um, after giving them a chase for a little while, but uh, not ever letting them really catch up to her, uh, she heads back to a different section of the fence than the one she originally scaled, and uh, she tries to scale that one. And she makes it over the top no problem and starts running down the street. Um, the seeker and the other guy with him come to the, up to the gate or up to the fence, and as the one tries to, the uh, guy you believe is the seeker tries to climb it, he uh, just can't seem to get a purchase and falls back down. And the nice. other guy does the So Meredith's gonna, like, try to peer and watch um, for the guards for any kind of different movement and see what they do. Okay. Um, and she jumps, she falls to the other side of the wall and is gone in a flash. And so, as you're looking at the rest of the guards, you notice that all of them are still maintaining their same patrols other than the new guards that came out of the building, which is slightly impressive just because you wouldn't expect that kind of discipline when there's a possible security incident going on. But the guys at the gate stay at the gate. The guys on patrol stay on patrol. Uh, you do notice that there are a couple of guards that come out of the house and stand on the other side of the doors on the balconies. And also for the front door. Okay. So, Matter's gonna turn and look at Taman and Liv. And it's just like, so, the guards seem to have covered the exit, like, areas. She looks directly at Taman and is like, do you think you could try to sweet-talk your way into getting them to move so she has a way out? Oh, she's not inside the building or the grounds. Anymore. Oh, she isn't? She's out? Yeah, she she climbed the wall and got outside of the ground. Oh. And they couldn't follow. Okay, well then, Meredith's just going to wait. Sorry. Yeah, so a couple minutes later, she climbs the tree again. 
Uh, they definitely have a cop, uh, seeker in there. He sought me out immediately, even before I was over the top of the fence. I thought I heard a commotion in there. Hmm. What did it look like from up here? Well, it definitely looked like they were following you, even without hearing or sight. Then it's a good thing we have Taman here when the actual heist goes down, but that leaves the problem of him having to stay with the people who infiltrate. Mm. Yeah. I think maybe when we have the heist, having you and Lord Falcone with him as well would be good. Did you notice any of the guards after I had been after I had been spotted? How did they react? Well, they seemed to cover all exits and entrances. What about those windows you pointed out? So she's like, no, they only seem to do the entrances, the doors. Then this might have been a very fruitful scouting encounter then. We figured out the responses. We figured out that they do, in fact, have a seeker. And we've known that the point of entrances we have are possibly one of the best that we can use to get in and out, even if the building is locked down. Hmm. I just had a thought. As you know from Schnee, I stupidly but maybe now as an advantage, gave them a past, like, floor plan to the manor. They must trust me a little bit. Maybe I can help with a distraction with Tony when it happens. That's definitely a thought. All of this will depend on what kind of night we want to go in there. Is If the distraction is something, then it seems like we'd have to have a reason for you and Tony to be in the building. Maybe we could... See about a personal performance for the Lord Mistborn to thank him for all he's done. That could be a possibility. However, your good acts inside the city recently could also be to our advantage. Maybe we can get somebody to decide to throw a ball in your honor. You are the heroes of the city, after all. That is a good plan. And of course, we could still go with the like, performance, because if you know Tony, that's basically all he thinks of. We could do both in one. I'll leave those details for you to work out. All right, I'll let Tony know. Is there anything else we wanted to do while we're here? I don't think we know where the box is being kept yet. Yes. Maybe we should look around to see where the guards are the most heavy. That seems like an area that they'd want people to shy away from. Like, obviously the front door would be more, but maybe there's some other areas. Well, I don't think we're going to be able to get inside there tonight. No, but we could try again another day. Very well. Is there anything else you need from us in the meantime? Uh, no, let's go back to Snee and share what, what we found. That sounds like a perfect plan. And uh, she helps everybody get down from the tree. Um, and you guys, uh, give me a physique roll. Alright. Let's see if I crash and fall. Oh, wow. I got two fives. My dice are really good today. Okay. Um, everybody makes it down silently except for Liv, who snap and snaps a branch loudly. And when she does, and this bow comes kind of crashing down through the trees and falls to the ground, uh, Lady Fatine shouts, Rust and ruin, we have to hurry. They'll definitely investigate that after I stirred up the hornet's nest. Uh, but since the majority of you were able to make it down fine before that happened, um, you guys are still all able to make it away clean, even if the guards kind of see you in the distance, 
as they are heading uh, towards the tree to investigate. But you make it out fine with no uh, no issues. Um, you come back to Sneeze's place, and he is sitting there. Um, as soon as you show up, Glim stands up and storms out again. Doesn't even look at you. But Snee gives you a big smile. Well, how'd it go, Merida? It was pretty productive. Anything in particular I need to know, or do I not need the particulars in this case? No, I just wanted to hear your reaction, if you're as happy as I am. You know how it is. Well, I'm always happy to see a job going smoothly. As am I. We found a certain, like, weakness in the windows where we could possibly sneak in. The lady accidentally got seen by, what are the people called again? Haze killers? Yeah, the haze killers, and was tracked down, but she was able to skillfully get away. What we found from when they noticed us is that they guard the entrances, but not any windows, and that's a possible entrance and exit for us, even if we get caught. We were think. Listen here, Missy. That was no accident. That was a stress test. It's always best to pre-break into somewhere just to see what will happen. You're a lady of intelligence, I can tell. She'll wink at you. <laughs> Meredith's gonna blush. So, that only leaves a couple of details left to figure out. When are we gonna get inside? And where the actual merchandise that Alloy wants is kept? Yeah, we still need to figure out where it's kept. But we had an idea of when to do it. We could make a festival celebrating my team and since we're the so-called heroes of the city and possibly have Tony, the little dimwit, do his little performance for the Lord Mistborn since he obviously wants that very much. Now, are we talking about a magic show here or are we just going to bring a bunch of rotten vegetables into the Lord Mistborn's manor and let him throw it at him? Because <laughs> I vote the latter. You're a funny man, but no, I don't think Lord Mistborn would appreciate rotten vegetables around his home. Well, what is it that you want us to do to make this a reality? Do you want us to try and get another bribe going for somebody who sets those events up, or we're just kind of hoping that this might be something that they do on their own time? I think a bribe would be more productive. Maybe, even instead of a bribe, maybe we... Well... Maybe we bribe some of the townspeople to talk about it and be interested in the kind of stuff. Say they want to, like, praise their saviors. That could be something. And it can't really be linked to us. Now hold on there, Merida. I think you're getting a little too big-headed for this. You might be a hero of the city, but I don't think any of the working-class ska in this city are going to praise you as their saviors. You saved one bloke, and he only matters to the... The Lord Mistings. It's not really ego. I'm just saying that it's harder to link back to us. Well, it does give your crew an alibi if you're all sitting there drinking the Lord Mistborn champagne while the rest of us are doing all the work. That's for sure. That is a valid complaint. I think right now the biggest obstacle is getting old Silvertongue there to agree to bribe someone else for you. Especially when you're going on and on about heroes of the city getting praised as saviors and he uh he says this with a very malicious smile and keen look in his eye like he is enjoying giving you shit back for uh for kind of giving him the jerk around Meredith's just gonna smirk back at him 
She's going to be like, okay, what's your idea? We need a big event for us to slip in and find it. Well, I've heard tell that even the old high steward himself is open to a, a little bit of give and take. Well, go on. Let's let's just see if uh, he might be open to a bribe and uh, setting up this whole big thing for you. So you are still keen on the idea of the celebration of us. You were just giving me shit for it. You always catch on quickly, Merida. I think that's what I like best about you. <laughs> well, there's a lot to like about me. Yeah, let's just get rich together and then we never have to speak to each other again. How's that sound? I don't know. I kind of like your company. You're going to make me blush. After you were flirting with your girlfriend there, I'm not sure how to feel about that. Maybe just take it as a compliment. I'm a very pretty woman. <laughs> He's going to give you the finger guns and go... And then kind of gesture you for you to leave. <laughs> she's she's going to give him that quick little, like, wave goodbye and walk out the door. Okay. And then are you going back to Tony's or are you heading um, to your own place? I think I'd probably head back to Tony's. Okay. Um, you get back to Tony's place and... Um, there is a man who is leaving just as you are coming back. And Tony kind of waves to him, and then uh, Wittens closes the door again as you come up to the front. And uh, I assume that you just would knock, or you just walk in. I'd probably knock. Okay, so you knock, and Wittens opens the door, and he nods uh, respectfully to you. Lady Merida, always a pleasure to have you around the residence. <laughs> She gives him a little nod and motions if she can come in. And you know, she'll let you come in. And you see uh, Tony sitting there um, working on, or writing, looking at a piece of paper. But he doesn't look up and doesn't really acknowledge you. And we're going to say it stays that way for the sake of John not yeah. being here. So she's just going to ignore him and go to one of her rooms to sleep. Okay, so um, just kind of hanging out with this until yep. morning? she's tired. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, you manage to just fall asleep when you hear a big commotion outside. The door slams open, and you hear some startled gasps, and, um, you hear the the clatter of feet on the ground as Wittens hurriedly hurries across the, um, the house to try and find something. And, uh, how do you react to that in your room? Well, she's gonna, like, turn over and groan. Like, very loudly, and just, like, limp off the bed, like, roll off it, because she's tired and doesn't want to get up, and goes to investigate. Okay, uh, you come out of your room, and you head back into the main uh, hall, and you see uh, Lord Falcombe is carrying Fa uh, Tajmil, who is completely unconscious and is bruised and bloodied everywhere, and he uh, places him down on a couch as Witten comes, comes back with a first aid kit and starts tending to his wounds. And I think that we are going to stop the episode there. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. Hope you have enjoyed this solo episode. And I hope that you continue to listen as uh, we keep exploring our characters and the storyline. Uh, remember to tell a friend. We don't advertise the show in any way. So the only way that we can grow is if you tell people that you like that you like us. So if you're uh, willing to do that, we'd greatly appreciate it. We're having a lot of fun here and hope you are as well. So we'll uh, catch you again in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.
Mistborn, and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game, the Alloy of Law Supplement, and the Masks of the Past Supplement are owned by Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at LLOS Podcast, or join our Discord community. We hope that you'll give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. And make sure you tell a friend who loves Brandon Sanderson. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.